to the owner. Uh, wouldn't be the last thing, or the first thing, that we've destroyed in this office. No. Liz is going to stop letting us use it. Probably <clears throat> rightly so. Yeah. We need a podcast studio. Yeah, and she takes this over with her actual actual work, which is pretty rude and inconsiderate <laughs> when you think about it. Um, fall is almost here, and I could not be more excited. Oh, it's so nice to drive with the windows down and not have it be... Yeah, 11,000 degrees. It was nice to get in my car today <clears throat> after the gym and my dashboard. I couldn't sear uh, filet mignon on it, which was great. It's been months. That is super nice. Lovely. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, things are so busy though right now with school. Both of the kids back in school. But it's so good. It's good to have the house quiet. Uh, your house is not quiet. You've got crying babies. Hey, crying yeah. baby. She doesn't cry that much, honestly. She she's actually, actually she's a good sleeper. Yeah. She's fine with just hanging she's out. She's so funny. She's starting to giggle. She's starting to smile. Yeah. She's so good. And she's awake quite a bit now. Yeah. She's Which actually is... part of society. Yeah. It's good. I've yeah, it's fun. That's awesome. Um, you are, I got a text from you late last night mm. and said you are thinking about selling both of your cars. I know you're selling your M3. Yeah. Are you going to sell the M5? I'm really considering it. I just like, I don't know. I really like it, but I just don't know if it's like what, I don't know if it's the type of car that I want right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so this is dangerous to me because I spend a fair amount of my day looking through classified ads anyway. Yeah. But when somebody uh, in my circle is looking, starting to look for a car, I can't stop <laughs> Looking through classified ads, <laughs> yeah, and sending over. You help a, your neighbors too. For anybody who wants it. Yeah, that's funny because I do that too. Yeah, there's like a couple people that are they go to our same church building. Yeah, and they've like they notice that I like drive different cars sometimes, and they're like, yeah. "Hey, I heard you're the guy to talk to when it comes <laughs> to like looking for a car." I'm like, "Oh no, yeah. don't do this." Um, that's that's such a fun space to be in, though. So my next door neighbor, uh, he's not a big car guy, but he's a big Germany guy, which Whoa, sounds okay. funny. He yeah. loves. So in his driveway, Did he lived there or something. Yeah, he. I think he served a, a mission there. Oh, okay. Um, but in his driveway, have been kind of a revolving door of old German cars, and he's not super meticulous with yeah. them. So he uh, has gone through a few Mark IV Jettas. He loves the Mark IV Jetta for whatever okay. reason. Um, but right now there is a Q7 like a 2013 Q7 uh, TDI. Oh, yeah. It's in his driveway that I uh, sarcastically sent over to him one day because he said he was looking for an SUV. And then he bought it. And then he bought it. But I thought he would sell his first-generation Touareg, but that is still in his driveway as well. So he has two old, uh, leaky German SUVs in his uh, driveway. And parked around the other side of his house is a Mercedes Sprinter van. That has never seen a car wash <laughs> or been parked anywhere near shade or indoors. Yeah, I feel like people generally wash those once and they're like, I never want to do that again. It's so tall. Yeah. And I feel bad because they built a garage, beautiful two-car garage, about three months before they bought that Sprinter van. Mm -hmm. The Sprinter van is a foot and a half too tall for the garage. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Also, the approach to the driveway is so steep that they can't pull their uh, Tuareg into the driveway without hitting the hitch receiver 
into the street. Seriously? Yeah. Oh it's my bad. gosh. It's bad. Yeah. You would think that whoever designed that would be like, hey, you might have this problem. I don't know if it was necessarily a licensed group of individuals that did it, <laughs> which uh, is fine. That's how we put a roof on my house. Yeah. Um, but it's just funny. So, yeah. I, so when you said you're selling your BMW, yeah. And I know that you have as eclectic, almost as eclectic of, of taste as I do. I spent the next hour and a half, uh, my thumb started hurting because I was scrolling through so many classified ads. So I'm hoping that you'll buy something crazy, maybe not quite as, uh, I don't want to say delicate because both of your M cars have been fantastic. They've yeah. been pretty re reliable and durable. Yeah, so far. But I just want something weird. Um, so for me or you want something oh, for weird? You. Oh, yeah. No, I, I of course always want something weird, but right. something for you would be awesome. Yeah, something a little quirky. Um, there is a, in my gym parking lot, there's a Toyota crown. Okay. Uh, that is super, it's right hand drive. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some, something like that would be perfect for you. Yeah. And a baby. <laughs> right. And a wife. I was thinking like a Suzuki cappuccino. Yeah. An AutoZam. Yeah. Oh, those are so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you can carry it with you in your, uh, carry on baggage when you fly. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm trying to say I have like a wide variety of options because I would like to say that the reason that I bought the M5 is because it's bigger and can fit like a car seat in the back yeah, and whatever else I talked myself into yeah, because we were having a baby. I was like, oh, this will be more practical. Right. And But I haven't put a car seat in it one time in three months. Yeah. It's, and uh, so I'm yeah. like, well, I don't need, we have the, we have the SQ5. Right. And Sammy's happy to drive whatever I have. So yeah. if I need to take the baby somewhere without her, she could take my car. Well, that SQ5 is such a perfect car for, for what yeah. you guys need right now. It's a tiny bit small, if I'm honest. Yeah. But it works. It works for now. Yeah. I, I was surprised because that's why we bought that too. We were right. like, we're going to have kids so at some point. What's too small? Is it the back seat or is it the storage yeah. in the back? It's the back seat. The storage is fine. We don't, yeah. we don't carry that much stuff. Like it fits the stroller and... Yeah, like a couple of, uh, a couple of chairs that we use to like watch sure, games soccer and games and stuff. But so that's consumer advice then, because I, I uh, the same thing. I always wanted something. I always drove things that were a little bit smaller. Yeah, with the the smaller Audis and the you know even the the Volvo uh, wagons that I had, they're not super big inside. Right. So I got something a little bit bigger that would fit the gargantuan car seats for my kids, um, and it. I mean, now that I'm an assistant soccer coach to one of the premier U9 <laughs> soccer teams in the state. Working your way up? Uh, yeah. I actually use my backseat more than I have before. Yeah. But until that point, it was just like you. We would always drive Liz's car. We'd always drive my wife's car because um, that's, you know, it, transferring car seats in and out is a pain. Yeah, for sure. So it made me wonder if, I mean, do you really need two big cars? You know, and uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And part of it depends on like, um, like your wife's tolerance. Yeah. Like, does she want to drive? If she doesn't want to drive, yeah, your car. If it's not like, you know, she just wants to drive her car yeah. all the time, no matter what. Yep. That makes it a little trickier. Cause, it does. Yeah. Liz, but currently, like Sammy's willing to. Sometimes she'll take like the M3 just for fun, which was is cool. She really? Yeah, she really likes to drive it. That's awesome. Yeah. I, and that does, like, if you're a car person, if you're not a car person, but the, Liz 
my wife could care less, couldn't care less about yeah. the car she drives. She just wants it to work and be comfortable. Which I totally get. And I get that too. Her there are some days where I want that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of days that I've cursed myself for not wanting that. Yeah. But her Highlander is that perfect vehicle for her. Um, and every time she's driven my cars, she's like, they're so uncomfortable and they're so <laughs> stiff and they're so loud. Has she driven your Mercedes yet? And she loves it, actually. Does she, she really? She really likes it, yeah. Score. I see a GL450 in your future. Uh-huh, yeah. Yep, with collapsed airbags. Uh, yep. In, in, uh, that come almost standard you get those cheaper and then you just put cheaper yeah coil over suspension on them call it good some uh conies racelands yeah some awesome oh, racelands yeah speaking of blown out suspension speaking of blown out suspension yeah so i saw a subaru forester today first generation subaru forester okay that had like a uh do you know what is it bosozoku uh japanese art car like it oh yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Caricature almost. So it had yeah. a front splitter on it that was literally probably four feet long. It stuck out four feet from the front bumper, and the exhaust on it stuck three feet over the roof. I've seen those. And it had a big too. wing, and it was bright green, and it made me laugh hysterically because it was the most ridiculous thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. And, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Right. So it reminded me that I made I'm not a big social media guy. I don't do a lot of social media. Right. Mainly because I think uh the way my brain works, I would probably fall pretty deep into that hole. So I try to limit as much as I can, but there was a a, a guy that was showing uh how he can use the rear door latch on his WRX as a bottle opener. Oh, gosh. So he flipped a bottle, right? A buddy tossed him a beer bottle or whatever it was. Root beer, yeah. probably. Six and packs of beer. Soda. soda. Uh, yeah. Uh, and he didn't have a vape pen in his hand, which was weird. <laughs> right. Um, so he opens up the soda bottle with the door latch. And I commented underneath the thing and blew the head gasket. <laughs> right? Um, because... Because it's a Subaru, and that's what you do in a Subaru. The amount of hatred and vitriol that I received uh, in that comment section, right? Next level. Yeah, people are more triggered by the truth these days than. Uh, so you must have struck a chord there. I did strike yeah. a granola flavored chord. <laughs> um, granola and blueberry vape smoke flavored <laughs> chord. Um, so that that made me wonder what. What is the most devout car group out there? What do you think? Oh, man. So the first one that comes to mind for me is the, the new Tesla stands. Yeah, that's a hard one. To... It's, like a, it's like a cult. And it's not everybody, right? There right. are always camps and things uh, for every product, really. Like, I love my Apple products. Yeah, me My too. home is an Apple orchard yeah. full of almost <laughs> every Apple product. Um, and I love them. People love their Teslas. Almost more than anything, uh, any other car that I've or, or car manufacturer that I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. The people that do love them are like, yeah. It's it's some next level. Uh, it's some next level love for those cars. Yeah, for sure. And they probably have spreadsheets, lots of spreadsheets showing why they're so good. I'm sure. Yeah, but I I don't. That's such a good question though. I think Tesla. 
honestly, I didn't really, Teslas aren't on my mind that much. So yeah. when you said that, I was like, but oh, yeah. They're, they're pretty vocal about their love, which is fine. Yeah. And this isn't casting judgment on anyone. Um, but, you know, what what car manufacturer, what group has that that super devout following? Um, I, I, I don't know. So Tesla came to mind. Every, I, every, does every manufacturer have its own Tifosi? Uh, <laughs> I think everybody does for sure. Um, and it's all for different reasons. Like I feel yeah. like Toyota people, no matter what section, whether it's like the Corolla section or the off-road section with like the yeah. Forerunners and yeah. Tacomas, they oh, the all like yeah. those because what they always say is it'll run forever no matter what. If you bought it 30 years ago, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> right. But I feel like that's pretty much any model you're going to get in the Toyota range. Everybody yeah. likes them because they'll run forever, and then everything else they like about it is secondary. So they like it for different reasons, right? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a good point. Um, I would say, so I'm a big Porsche guy. You're a big Porsche guy. Absolutely. And I that was honestly the first group that came to yeah. my mind. The high-level Porsche. Porsche guys are the most fastidious human beings yes and yeah they don't want to even talk about anything other than yeah than porsche most of the time i mean why would you i don't for know. being fair there's yeah. what else there's porsche and then there's everything else right <laughs> uh um so there is a group of people in my neighborhood that have their sprinter vans oh yeah the new sprinter van that's a, van that's community. a cult i feel like it's kind of peaked a little bit yeah in the post-covid days when people can start to get back to their normal lives um that van life has kind of faded a little bit yeah they are adamant that the you know their sprinter van is the the greatest thing to live off grid um i think it's gentrified homelessness <laughs> borderline <laughs> that's what i think it's borderline it. yeah um but you know the the jdm guys are super passionate about about their stuff yeah and that's a that's a world i like i understand kind of just for like we talked about was it last week that we talked about uh my love for stis a little bit and mostly yeah. the older ones mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so i kind of get their where they're coming from in yeah. a sense but like the the late 90s supras like i i don't really understand that group two and don't give me i love fast and furious you have a 2jz tattoo on your lower back uh, yeah, it I got that from Japan. Yeah, that was that was more of a a Fast and Furious thing. Than yeah, a, okay, than the than a JDM thing. Yeah. I so yeah, admittedly, I've never been super big into the Japanese. I yeah, I know for whatever reason, I don't have anything against it. I just have never gotten into it. You know, there's like the the Miata guys that are that are big, which yeah. is cool, and um, yeah, kind of the late '90s. So I think of the first Need for Speed game that I ever played. Oh man! Had the the Supra. Is it the Mark IV? Yeah, Supra, Mark IV. And then the FD RX Seven. Yep. Those are so beautiful and iconic to me. Yeah. But other than that, like the uh, the Z cars, I never got into the Z cars a lot. Nope. Um, this definitely not into the Civics or the you know the RSX no. types. One of our um, one of our clients has a. Uh, an R34 okay. GTR. I sure. can't remember the exact. It's like some specific model. They only made like 200 of them. Yeah. 
and he's got one. Yeah. And it's it's pretty sweet. I like that. I still like I would I don't think I would buy it, but I can yeah. respect it for what it is. Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then even like the newer stuff, you know, the when the new super came out, it looked overstyled to me. I just yeah. got in for what I don't know why. I, I I can't figure out a reason why, but the JDM guys love their stuff. German guys yeah. love it. Yeah. Um, Which you can kind of have the best of both worlds there now with the Supra. Yeah. Z4 underneath. Everything's German. Nowadays. Yeah, pretty much. And that's because they do it the best. <laughs> <laughs> they just do. I remember on Top Gear one time, they were talking about the new, uh, it was like the last generation of the Gallardo before yeah. they were getting rid of the Gallardo. Yeah. And it was kind of when, I think that's when Audi came in and it was basically an R8 underneath. Yep. And Jeremy was giving, I think he was giving Richard crap about it, like saying it's just an Audi underneath. And Richard was like, oh yeah, let the Germans do all the stuff that actually requires it to work and drive well and everything. <laughs> and then true. let the Italians design it. It's the best of both worlds. It is. That's uh, They could probably take over the world if the, the Germans and the Italians paired up together. Yeah. Wait. They've tried that. <laughs> yeah, they, it did work out. It did so not well. work out. Yeah, um, but uh, Porsche basically came out of that. Yeah, so. uh, listen, <laughs> one of my favorite stories, okay, this is, so this is a, uh, I, I try not to get too political, but it's pretty dang funny. Yeah. So there is a talk show host, she's not even a talk show host, she was like a political commentator okay. on one of the cable uh, news networks, um, and she was a big Tesla, like first, oh, yeah. first adopter of Tesla because it was green and environmentally friendly, and Elon so they Musk say. is gonna save the the planet. And then uh, he bought Twitter and went through all of this stuff that's really rubbed people, particularly on the left side of the political spectrum, has right. rubbed them the wrong way. And she falls into that spectrum, so she got really offended that Elon Musk, Elon Musk was becoming a fascist. So she got rid of okay. her Tesla and bought a Volkswagen, the ID, <laughs> ID4, right? Yeah. And because it's, it's uh, still economical and green and it's going to save the environment. And she could never buy a car that was uh, from a car company that was founded by a fascist like Elon Musk. Yeah, that's... Um, uh, yeah. So There's some I, more thinking. There's some more thinking that needs to be done. I don't know if she knows anything there. about uh, the Volkswagen Auto Group. Yeah. Anything like that. But she's in for an awakening. Right. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> she probably doesn't care. Yeah. So a couple of my favorite automotive people to listen to um, are, um, do you know who Spike Ferriston Yeah, is? Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld uh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, he's buddies with Jerry Seinfeld. He was one of the original writers for some of the Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, big Porsche guy too, yep. just like Jerry. Yep, and uh, Ferriston and Seinfeld are Jewish names, uh, as you can, uh, <laughs> as you can. I know, it's, I know Seinfeld, <laughs> right? And uh, but they're both like the biggest Porsche guys in the world. Genuinely, and, some of the biggest Porsche guys in the world. Yes, Denver. Jerry Seinfeld might be yeah the Porsche guy in the world. Sure. Honestly, uh, it's one of the reasons, I mean, I love his comedy and everything, but I also love his, I love listening to him talk about Porsches and because he just like gets it so well. Sure. Um, but that's one of their biggest things too, is like their fascination with where it all started and everything. I thought that was interesting them being 
Big Porsche guys. Yeah, being big Porsche guys and being interested in that yeah. aspect inside of things too. The Semites never made a really good car. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It just yeah. hasn't, hasn't been anything yet, but they might. There's still time. But that is pretty funny. Yeah. Yep. That, we, yeah, so that, uh, I think we were talking a little bit before uh, we started recording about some of the uh, celebrity car stories that we really loved. Oh my gosh, yeah, speaking of so, celebrities and cars. Yeah, and Porsche in this case. So yeah. I'm a big tennis player, played since I was a little kid. Right. And uh, when I was growing up, kind of towards the tail end of his career, I caught uh, Boris Becker. So Boris Becker is a German tennis player. Yeah. Really good when he was young. Yeah, uh, I think he won Wimbledon for the first time when he was like 17. Uh, really, really famous. So like, cool. A kind of a rock star guy. So when he was 18, uh, he purchased brand new off the lot uh, Porsche 959. So, you know, one of the first supercars, kind of the F40. Yeah. Like those two were the rivals. But his his story went that he was driving in italy in his brand new 959 yeah and you know being an 18 year old with a partially functioning brain at that point as most 18 year old boys have right he is telling a story about how he wanted to stretch the legs of his his new porsche and he put his foot down and he ended up uh going to i think it was 202 miles an hour oh my gosh um, on a public freeway in Italy. Yeah. And he said that he passed an Italian police car when he was slowing down, but he was still going about 175 miles an hour. Probably cheering him on in Italy. Yeah, that's right. Giving him a thumbs up. God's racetrack. <laughs> it's Italy. <laughs> um, and it was just, you know, I did a lot of dumb things when I was 18, um, but I can't imagine having access to that level of money. No. And particularly that level of uh, horsepower. Um, but that was the coolest car story to me. Just an 18 year old tennis player kid in his re- like gross short shorts, probably. Right. Just blasting down an Italian freeway. <laughs> so cool. One of my favorite things about the 959, and this is like super car nerd here, but it had so many crazy things on it, like features mm-hmm. that were just so like ahead of their time, yeah. like the adjustable suspension and everything. But it has a uh, progressive turbos so it's a smaller turbo and a bigger turbo so you get a lot of boost at low rpm and then the bigger turbo spools and kicks in for like the last like 1500 rpm and so you always get that so there's no huge power band uh, yeah gap in the power band no big turbo leg yeah and i just i thought it was super cool yeah technology for the time the 959 is a top five car for me is it? Yeah, I love it. So okay, much. yeah. I love I, everything about it. I feel like I'm slightly undecided on its looks. It looks like a little like overinflated or something. Well, it does, to me. and it's because the radiators and things that they had to put in the back of the car yeah. doesn't have that typical 911 shape, and it has that fixed rear wing. Um, has you know the holes above the the cooling vents above the rear, rear wheel uh, wells, but I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool car. It's so cool. Um, I love the wheels on it too, the stock wheels. Yeah. So good. Yeah. When, uh, when we were talking about celebrity car stories, yeah. whatever it may be, um, the thing that came to my mind was a story I heard one time about Usain Bolt. Okay. And he yeah. was in, um, 
an E92 M3. So like mid 2000s, it was probably, it was probably like 2008, 2009. So he's like at is the it, peak of his career. Is that the first turbocharged? No, this is the uh, naturally the last, aspirated V8. V8. Okay. Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was still at like the height of his running career sure with the olympics and everything sure um and he was driving his uh his m3 and i can't remember the exact speed i know it was a fair amount above 100 miles an hour and he came around a corner and just got a little bit of lift and he overcorrected and went down into a ditch and rolled the car one time over 100 miles an hour and when the cops got there they were like talking to him about it or whatever, and they noticed he was barefoot. Okay. And they were like, "Where, like, where are your shoes?" He's yeah. like, "Oh, you can, you can feel the pedals and everything better when you're barefoot." So I always drive my fast cars barefoot. Oh my gosh! So he, he's that is the the best sprinter of all time. Yeah. Driving a car barefoot and rolls it. Right. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. Solid career decisions. Yeah, he's uh, the need for speed. It was real for him yeah, running, apparent, driving. Apparently. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. But I thought it was funny, like, the rollover and everything was crazy, but I thought it was funny that he was barefoot. He had, like, a full explanation for yeah, why he did why it. Why he was barefoot. Um, that's interesting because I have uh, – I'm too observant. Like, my my ADHD brain, it notices everything. Yeah. So I can – As I dribble a soccer ball around in front of me <laughs> exactly, right now. Exactly. So I can notice little like vibrations and things in my cars that are different. Oh, me too. So it's a good thing that Usain Bolt that he didn't know that you can feel those little vibrations and things like through your seat. Yeah, he probably would have been pantsless too. Because <laughs> if you drive completely nude, I think you could get a pretty good feel for the car. I'm sure you could. Yeah, that is slightly horrifying to think about. Yeah, but yeah, that's I'm sure a, you're right. Yeah. So, While we're on that subject, actually, of uh, noticing every little sound and every stuff with your tiny thing, it's so bad. And that comboed with the old German yeah. and occasionally Swedish cars that we buy. Mm -hmm. So when I bought my M3, it was like two days later, and from the the story I told about buying it, like this was my first like car purchase, right? And I was a little bit hesitant. I was like, "This is an old BMW. It's an M car." Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was slightly nervous about it and I was driving down our street and at the end of our street, there was this, uh, this house that an older lady lived in and it wasn't like run down, but she had some older stuff out there. And yeah. one of them was a, like one of those windmills, like a little windmill. It's just oh, for yeah. decoration. Okay. It's probably like six feet tall, but it's all metal. Sure. And I'm stopped at the stoplight with all my windows down. And it was a little breezy that day. <laughs> and I just hear this windmill like grinding around. Just the sound of rusty metal yep. grinding on itself. Yeah. And I swear, for three full seconds, my heart stopped. And I was yep. like, I just bought this. What have I done? My car is about to explode. And then I looked over and saw the windmill. And the my heart started beating again. Oh, my gosh. I was so terrified. Yep. I was like, you know how like hilarious. your life flashes before your uh -huh. eyes? Like if you tip too far back in a chair. Yeah. My life flashed before my eyes, but it was more of like having to call my wife and explain to her that the car that I just bought is is destroyed, and I need her to come get me at the end of our street. Yep. And yeah, it is a terrifying experience. Okay, so I have something similar. So this Mercedes that I just bought, um, we 
my wife, uh, Liz and I went on the day after I bought it, hadn't licensed it or anything like that. I had insured it, of course, but um, we wanted to go do a tour of homes for sale in Utah County. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's take the, let's take the new, let's take the Mercedes and you can test it out and feel how it is. Yeah. Um, Did she drive it all the way down there? So she drove it down there. Yeah. And then we hopped in, we kind of went around the first house and we hopped in it and I started driving and I turned it on, the check engine light came on <laughs> like 25 <laughs> seconds after I got in. Yeah. And I had to like play it really cool. Yeah. But on the inside, just like you, my, I was dying. Yeah. And you know, it would be like, she would tell a joke or something in our conversation and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> As you cover the you cover the gauge cluster I with your hand. I genuinely did. I put out a cup holder so it was like hopefully blocking the Yep. Um so she Ask me she, how I know. She never yeah. She never knew. Yeah. And I texted the guy that I bought it from and he's like, Oh yeah, did you just fill it up with gas? And I had just filled it up with gas. And he said the uh the seal ring around the gas cap is a little bit old. Just make sure you tighten it or make it click four times. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is absolutely perfect. Four shall be the number. <laughs> not three. <laughs> so I did it and it yeah. went away on the drive home. Oh, score. But I'm not kidding. It was the most awful I felt because it was the day after. And she is supportive of my car purchases, but she's never enthusiastic about my car purchases. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want to go through that same thing. Yeah, no, I get that. That's uh, one of the first times I ever uh took a client's ferrari somewhere uh i didn't really realize i guess i'd never paid attention like of course when you're in somebody else's car you pay extra attention to everything that's going on yep. uh, especially a car like that and when i got in this car to um so i took it somewhere to drop it off and then i was taking it back to him and i got in and started it and the check engine light is on and i'm like Oh, yeah. mercy. Why me? Yeah. And I didn't realize at the time that almost every newer Ferrari, when you start it, the check engine light stays on until the car goes through all of its, it goes through like all these checks and yeah. everything. Yeah. So it probably takes like, sometimes it takes like 30, 40, 45 seconds to, for the check engine light to That's shut off. 45 seconds. Yeah. I was, I was pretty panicked. Yeah. But. Could you put diesel in it on accident? Yeah, but I just siphoned it out. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> if you throw some sawdust in it, it usually absorbs. <laughs> right. So you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would recommend to everybody out there listening. If you put the wrong kind of gas uh, in your car, yeah. throw some sawdust in it immediately. Sugar is very absorbed sugar, as well. Sugar absorbs flour, concrete dust. Yeah. All of those things. Somebody's going to actually do this. Please don't do it. Yeah, please don't. Disclaimer. We um, are not responsible for your 2004 Hyundai Accent motor. Yeah, uh, you should be responsible <laughs> on that purchase. <laughs> um, okay, so that uh, uh, can I switch gears a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. You, see that pun? you can't switch gears, but you can shift gears. I swear on my life. Um, Just make sure you go into third and not first from second. Here. Been, okay, I have a story. Then. <laughs> so in high school, we had a friend. Uh, his name's Kate Shiyazaki. Okay. And he was one of the funniest people, not on purpose. One of the funniest people I've ever been around. Yeah. He had a uh, Nissan Altima. We were driving down the canyon late one night, and uh, he, for whatever reason, got it into his head that he wanted to see how fast he could go in first gear. 
for how high he could get the reds to go in first gear. Yeah. Which, was it a manual? It was a manual. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, a remarkable number of us had five-speed yeah. uh, Japanese cars back then. And he was Japanese. So I mean, that was early 2000s. So. Yeah. Uh, we were living the dream. <laughs> so he, we're going down the canyon. He's going like 40 miles an hour. And he shifts it into first gear. Oh, gosh. At least start from zero and or it, yeah, 10. You know, he hit that. He hit that red line so hard. <laughs> and the look on his face was so good. Banging um, off the red limiter there. Yeah. Uh, turns out it doesn't sound that great. It's not a, <laughs> not a good sound. Um, but it was pretty funny. I hadn't thought about that for a long time. And that that's a good, good little cage shoes, Aki. Yeah. I had a buddy that was going down a large hill in his uh, GMC Jimmy. Oh, Yimmy. And he, yeah. <laughs> and he got the idea to put it in reverse. <laughs> going down the hill he's i just it was the same thing like i wonder what would happen he slams it into reverse yeah and just like i swear you would have thought the car exploded the sound that it made and it didn't completely ruin the transmission yeah but he did have to didn't push it me. out of parking spaces from, from then on it just it just destroyed reverse the rest yeah. of it was fine but i can't believe that the transmission held on that well it i can't either reverse yeah Maybe I should buy a Jimmy. Yeah, you totally should. Yeah, bulletproof. He uses reverse anyway. I have a, a friend who has an RS6, um, but not a new RS6. Oh, a V10 uh, RS6? Yeah. It's uh, the sedan. I forget. It may be a 2002, 2003. Yeah, right? I, think, I think that's the... And same thing. That might still be the V8 one. When he... No, because it's... No, because he has a 10-cylinder. So I, it, I'm getting it. I'm getting the year wrong, but yeah. the reverse doesn't work. It never has. So he just has to be careful where he parks. Seriously? Yeah. You gotta have a pull through. Yeah, it's it's wild. Celestial parking. Anytime you get a pull through. Right. That's so good. <laughs> um, but his so the wheels on, on his car are one of my favorite OEM wheels of all. I need to look up that generation. I, I don't know I if I can them. they're like uh they look almost like I think they're called I don't know what they're called. They okay. look like sewer caps almost, but they're so cool. Everybody look those up that's listening to this. I'm gonna do yeah. that right yeah, now. Yeah, bring them up. Bring them up, bring them up. And then I was trying to think about my favorite OEM wheels of all time because, well, because of that, because of thinking about his RS6 and also because I'm so offended by the new wheels that are out on so many of the new cars right now. So anything that has come out. Are those uh, the ones? No. I mean, that's not, that's not the ones that are on his, but I think those are the, those are the stock. I'll see if I can find a picture of it. Are they here. a five spoke? No, no, no. Um, he might. So he might even have. Uh, it might be S eight wheels on. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's. A but cool I was trying to think about the worst or the best OEM wheels that I could that I could remember. Um, and the first one that came to mind, the BMW M parallel wheels from oh, the E thirty nine seven series. Yeah, those are so almost good. perfect. Yeah, they're not overstyled. They're just simple and clean, and that's what I that's what I yeah. really love. I've been on a huge silver wheel kick lately too. Okay. So that wheel is like, I can see where you're coming with that. For me, the wheel that I keep seeing, and I think it's because I'm, uh, again swimming through the pool of Porsche. Um, Dust I I love the turbo twist. The nine eleven turbo Probably, twist wheels yep. are the nine, so good. Nine six four. Yep. Just. They're so Amazing. good. Yep. Yeah, they're that that's maybe my favorite. Um Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough one though. I actually really another wheel that a lot of people don't love from Porsche 
is the the lobster lobster claw lobster claw wheel i really like those actually those are a little bit busy those are a little bit busy for me yeah, there's a little bit much that. going on um but that like i'm just a super simple so another one that came to mind that i really love is the the wheels from a b6 s4 just the five spoke I think yeah they're called titan now that might be the, the volvo uh but just that that wheel is so classic and so simple yeah i just love it do you have a wheel that you hate and not a hubcap, like a legit, yeah, like an alloy gonna, wheel. Yeah, it's going to offend you. Okay. I don't love the BMW basket wheels. From... Oh, that doesn't offend me that okay. much. Yeah, I don't mind those. I know but... those are super, super iconic, but I've never loved the basket weave. It just felt a little bit like a German version of a hundred-spoke wheel, like yeah. on the old Jags. That's what that basket weave kind of reminds me of. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. The... Uh... I think the wheel that I really dislike is from like the earlier Gallardos. It's a five spoke wheel. Okay. Again, look up the picture of this. Just look up Lamborghini Gallardo spelled yeah. Gallardo. Gallardo. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's like a five spoke, but then at the Yeah, at the top there's that it kind of it like splits off, off yeah. and to me it just looks like they carried that design like unfinished they or carried that design over kind of that same feel into the Huracan a little bit. Yeah. Um and it just yeah, it's it feels blingy, maybe. I could see that, yeah. And if you're driving a Lamborghini, you want to be understated. Right. You know that's... what I mean? You don't want attention. No. So Yeah, I... if you want to stand out, you buy a nine eleven. If you want to be understated. Yeah. Lamborghini. Absolutely. Anything Lamborghini. Everybody knows that. And SVJ. <laughs> yeah. Or LM002. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, does it have the widest, widest tire ever fitted to a car? Yeah, or was my... it the Countach? Because I, don't know. I think they were like 395s. Yeah, they're massive. The LM002 is a cool car. Yeah. Yeah, economical. Right. Can go 150 miles an hour on a dirt road. You know? Speaking of Lamborghini SUVs, that actually reminds me. Uh, I saw a stat that I couldn't believe the other day with the Urus. Okay. Urus, Urus, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I saw a stat that was talking about how they have sold more <laughs> of the Lamborghini Urus than every other model Lamborghini combined ever. ever. Yep. I heard that same thing. That is crazy to me. And that's, uh, th that is crazy. Yeah. I feel like people always say, like when Porsche was coming out with the Cayenne, they're like, "Oh, you can't do that. This is not. This is a Porsche and all this stuff." Yeah, saved the company. Think, yeah, think about what it did for them. Yeah, right? and now they're making some of the greatest cars of all time. Yeah, and if they didn't make the Cayenne, they probably would have gone out of business. Yeah, they. I mean, that's. Uh, I feel like that's kind of where Aston Martin's at right now. I hope they can sell a few more DBXs. Yeah, mainly because they're sweet. I the actually DBX really is like probably the DBX. my favorite yeah. uh, SUV out at the moment. Um, but yeah, it saved them. It did. Um, and I, I think what would save Aston Martin is not using five-year-old Mercedes infotainment systems and interiors. Yeah, but it's less expensive that way. <laughs> right. Um, For a more expensive car. Okay, so the other, the other, this is a really niche wheel that I really love. Okay. But the BBS turbo fans that Porsche used to use. Those are cool. Oh I, I, mean, actually brought it, I think they have uh, kind of a version of it carbon fiber turbo fan on one of the newer uh porsches but they are they're so cool and uh they use them in a lot of their uh racing series back in the 80s 
Yep. And they're just so dang cool. They are way cool. You don't see them very often, of course. No. But, yeah, that's a super cool wheel. I was thinking um, of a client that took one of his cars on a on like one of those long distance rallies and uh the road was like pretty like it's a nice road but just a lot of like gravel and stuff mm. and he's gonna have to have the wheels on one of his cars like re redone just because it, sure. it pitted them Shipped super bad okay. and everything and he has a car with carbon fiber wheels and yes he's like i almost yes. took this car with the carbon fiber that wheels. That would have been rough. I looked up, so, um, I, yeah, I looked up a replacement set for those wheels. Yeah. What do you think a replacement set of carbon fiber SF90 wheels? Yeah, costs? I can't even, I can't even imagine. I, I, I can't, I'm not even going to guess because I'll be, I'll be wrong either way. Yeah, so a replacement set uh, of the carbon, yeah. of like the Assetto Fiorano mm-hmm. uh, carbon wheels for the SF90. Is like thirty four thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my, that's a fair. Does Pet Boys carry those? They do. Or is it AutoZone exclusive? You have to order in advance, but you can get them at. You so can get them. <laughs> that is that is pretty wild. That's pretty yeah. on online with Ferrari though. But yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. new carbon fiber wheels, like uh, the ones that came on the GT five hundreds with the track pack. Yeah, those are super cool. They are super cool. I think actually. they're really neat. Um, yeah, but they're, and I mean, part of that is the Ferrari tax, right? Of course. Like, but yeah, it's kind of similar. Like Porsche had a carbon wheel option for a while, Mm -hmm. um, for the 991.2 turbo S. Okay. You didn't see it very often. It was like a, it was like a 10 or $12,000 option, I think. Yeah. But yeah, to replace the wheels was like 25,000. That is wild. It's the same thing with ceramic brakes. Yeah. Oh, ceramic brakes are next level. Yeah, ceramic brakes are like an eight thousand dollar option, but they're thirty grand to replace a full set. That's uh, the SLR McLaren. Uh, oh the Mercedes- yeah. Do you remember the SLR oh, McLaren? Oh, I I actually really like that car. It's super cool. Some people hated it. I yeah. I, I, you know what's funny? I didn't that like car. it when it came out, but I, now I love it. It's aged well. It has aged really well. Yeah. But it had yeah those carbon fiber ceramic or yeah the the ceramic brakes not carbon fiber brakes. Yeah. And they are like thirty grand to replace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty wild. I know um, it's so cool. Yeah, but stuff like that's kind of fun. I don't I think know. So. It's just it's the en- like I feel like it's the engineering. I remember like this is this is my ADD brain here, but I remember people like giving me a hard time when I would buy new cleats. I played soccer growing up. For anybody listening that doesn't already know that, um, and cleats are like super expensive. I mean, they're more now. Like it's easy to pay if you want like. The top of the line, anything from Adidas, Nike, yeah. Puma, they're all like two eighty to three hundred and twenty dollars. The top of the line Are stuff. Are they that expensive? Yeah. Yeah, the top of the line stuff. When I was uh, playing and buying cleats, they were like between one eighty and two twenty. Okay. Um, but you could buy the child sizes. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I still can. If depending on the cleat, I could wear I could wear a six and a half, which you can get in kids. I think you can get up to a seven. Anyways, um, but yeah, people would always give me a hard time for like, like it's not worth that much. I'm like, yeah, maybe like the material and everything itself. But if you go and like look at any of the, do any research on the research and development behind yeah. all the stuff that went into that, it made it more 
And I feel the same way about about Ferraris, Porsches, Lamborghinis. Yeah. I feel like it's a little less so now that everybody's sharing platforms and engines mm-hmm. and everything. Pieces, yeah. I feel like they're kind of gouging people, but at the same time, like, get in, get in a Porsche 911 and then go get in whatever else you want and tell me that there's something yeah. that's yeah. that has the build quality. It's totally different. Of that, it yeah. It really is. I even think about that like with my, with my iPhone, and I know people are going to laugh <laughs> right my, so my iphone 14 pro it's the greatest piece of technology yeah that i have that i own besides the cup holder that was in your c280 mercedes oh man that was the best yeah sorry rose like poseidon from the ocean <laughs> yes um but it, yeah so my iphone just the and so i have uh my backdoor neighbor one of my best friends yeah he's a big android guy the best android phone just feels so chintzy and cheap compared yeah. to the iPhone. And I know if, you know, iPhone was it was 1300 bucks. Right. But my last iPhone lasted me for 5 years. Yeah. So all of that research and development and the better materials that go into it, I I think I'm right with you. I think yeah. it's worth it. Yeah, I had a friend that's like a super diehard diehard Android guy and I I was like I think they're fine. They do a ton of stuff. And that was his thing. He's like the stuff that iPhones do, Androids were doing Three years ago, mm-hmm. I'm like, but the iPhone does it ten times better. It just does. Just Android just releases stuff because they're like trying to have more things, <laughs> and Apple's actually developing them and making them work well. Yeah, and then releasing them. Yeah, I will say that until uh, uh, maybe the last five or six years, Apple has slid a little bit. Yeah, I think so. Their build quality is still good, but like, I think they just this... developed the following, and now people will just yeah. buy. Yeah. No matter what. So. As soon as they came out with, uh, what was it the the iPhone was it the ten? I don't know. Where they took away the headphone port? Oh yeah. And then they came out with the dongle. Yeah. That to me was like uh that was offensive. Yeah, that was like the ultimate slap in the face. That kind was of. bad. And that's how I feel they've kind of lost their way a little bit. But yeah. I know I still love it. Yeah. I know it kind of reminds me of Toyota, honestly. Like the the until they just released the new ones. But like the forerunners and Tacomas have been the same for a decade. Yeah. More than a decade? Yeah. So you remember Sammy, she had her two thousand seven FJ Cruiser. Yeah. And we loved that thing. We really did. And when we decided to sell it to buy something like more family friendly, mm-hmm. um, we went and drove a brand new Tacoma, a brand new Forerunner, and we drove them both and we were like, This is like the exact yeah. same as the FJ Cruiser. Yeah. Like it's a little bit nicer because it's newer, but it was exactly the same, I swear. And we were just like, but why would they? Why would they never, do anything different? Right? right? People are buying it, like they're, they're going out, like they're going out of style. Around and, here, it's so in in our little area of the world, the Forerunner Tacoma yep. Nation is super strong. You see, fifty every day, and people just oh, buy yeah. them up. Yeah, but that's the same. I mean, Liz had a Forerunner, is a '98, and we loved it. Yeah, and it it went forever, but yeah, we drove a couple of newer things, and they just felt identical to what yeah. to what she already had. I mean, kind of another random thing as we talk about like like Utah being a, a forerunner Tacoma spot, a lot of Subarus, so too. many Subarus. I feel like part of it's the weather. People are like all wheel drive. Well, it's people. And... Yeah, people. Are, they're uh, hashtag uh, like what is it? 
bring me the mountains or something you know they're yeah all, something like that yeah it's like the salt life thing for people who live yeah, by the mountain life yeah flannel life flannel life mm-hmm. yeah canoes hacky sacks there's so many sacks being <laughs> hackied around there, here there are um but i lived in uh, i lived in riverside county california for a couple of years beautiful inland empire oh yeah it's gorgeous so good i think it just dropped below 135 degrees for the first time yeah this summer that sounds about right a couple days ago uh but i spent a good chunk of time in a town called moreno valley which is i mean Mm. beautiful as you can imagine Mm -hmm. brown valley beautiful place is that what moreno yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um i actually did love that area quite a bit and i have some great friends that live there so sorry if you're listening to this and i'm talking bad about moreno valley i love it it's just brown valley man right um but I remember, so I lived there because I served my mission there. So I was walking around all the time. And me, being the car person I am, I would notice cars just all the time. And I started noticing like a, an obscene amount of Chrysler 300s. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I had never seen that many. So one day I told my companion, because I would always... We'd be walking down the street, be like, "Oh, look, a Chrysler 300." Yeah, and he would get so annoyed that, is that I would always say it. Yeah, because you pointed them out all the time. Yeah. So one day I was like, "I'm just gonna count in my head," and I kept like a little tally on my planner that I had with yeah. me. And in one day, I saw 31 Chrysler no. 300s. Was it the same one? Nope. Just driving around. No. Nope. Some of them might have been the same, but that I saw. Is funny. Yeah. So that's Chrysler 300 land. So we need to figure out what else around here. Yeah, or just in general. Maybe that's another podcast. We need to do some research. Find out what cars yeah, are popular. Guys are actually preparing things. Yeah. No, that's okay. not. Yeah, because, yeah, I can't, I can't allow us I can't, to prepare no, things. No, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> I can't do, get that much in four minutes before we start recording. So it yeah. doesn't do any good. Um, no. Okay, so let's end on this then. The best, going back, okay. the best OEM wheel or your favorite. I won't say the best because... People have their opinion. Yeah. The bet, your favorite OEM wheel of all time. You have to put it on every car that you own Oh, on from every, here on out. Oh, man. Is there something that fits that bill? For an OEM wheel? Yep. Oh, wow. On every car? I'm trying to picture. No, let's, let, well, we can take it back a little bit. What wheel do you think is the most appealing to you? I've got mine. If you yeah. want to think about it. Yeah, go for, you go for it. The Mercedes monoblocks. I knew you were going to say the monoblocks. I knew you knew, <laughs> but they are perfect on everything. Yeah. And uh, Mercedes, in fact, they just brought them back last year uh-huh. on some of their newer cars, and they are ridiculous in all the right ways because... I saw some on a G-Wagon a couple of days ago. Yeah, and they I, you can buy them as 23s. They come standard as 23s on a lot of cars, and they're enormous. Um, but I, there's just something about them that is so understated and cool. Maybe not the 23s are understated, but yeah, the older AMGs with the the monoblocks, oh, they're so good. Who would have thought that one day a 23 inch wheel would come standard on like I, basically I, every anything. SUV? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. The, so my runner up. Well, you go with your favorite because I have a runner up too, and I don't want to take yours, and I'm worried that this might be on your list. Yeah, I I think I think my favorite probably is the Turbo Twist. That I talked about uh, a few minutes okay. ago. I just, it's so clean and simple and everything. But it I has just, like, it has a motion to it. It does. It looks like it it's does. moving. 
It has emotion and emotion. And emotion. Yeah. I, it's, so, it's so good. I thought you were going to say the Alpina wheels. I do have a... I'm drawn to those. Like, yeah. I can't believe. Or, yeah. And because I clean wheels all the time, like, usually things with a ton of spokes are, like... Driving nuts. Yeah, I yeah. just... I just get... I don't know. I get... Uh, I get a little frustrated by them, but the Alpina wheels are so, they're so good looking. They just look like luxurious to me for some reason. They just, yeah, they have that, they have that cachet. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I will say though, there is something about the old like steelies from the early 911 days, the early 356 days with the hubcaps. Yeah. Just that level of simplicity and yeah. And this this is another podcast, I think, but where I could talk about it more. But I think my favorite car of all time is a three fifty six Speedster. Mm. Yeah, like just I, I can't fault you for that. Yeah, just everything about that car. But that's yeah, that's another the spirit, podcast. The spirit of driving. Yeah, but das, I do das Auto. Das Auto. <laughs> I do love those wheels though, quite a bit. Yeah, they're simple and good. Yeah, well, and I mean, you think of like the Fuchs wheels from the Fuchs. So I'm gonna. You, you don't love something? I don't love the Fuchs. Really? I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah. But I just have never fallen in love with the Fuchs wheels. Yeah. See, I actually don't love the new uh, for the nine nine two. Some of the heritage stuff, and yeah. you can get it on anything now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like them a little bit more now with them when they first came out. But they have like a Fuchs kind of like throwback. Yeah. But it's like a twenty inch. It looks pretty different. Yeah. So the spokes are like super narrow, but yeah. it looks similar. Not, I'm not a big fan. What about the Tycan turbo wheels that came out? The first the Mission wheels. E wheels? Yeah. With the colored lips? Yeah. I thought they looked cool in the concept. Oh, yeah. The more I see them in person, like I'm them, like, no. I like them so much. You I, do? Yeah, I think they're so cool. Okay. Yeah. But I do. I like the old Saab tri-spoke wheels, too, so I've got some interesting <laughs> yeah. tendencies with yeah. my wheels. Well, what car did they put the teddy bear wheels on? Is that a Volkswagen uh, car? Is that a Volkswagen? No, I think it was a Fiat. A Fiat? Was it a Fiat? Maybe. Ch- Anybody, Ch- go, go look that up. One last thing to look up. Yes. Look up the teddy bear, the teddy wheel. bear wheels. You'll be shocked and amazed that they put that on a vehicle. What about the, the Daisy alloys from the first new Beetle? Yep. Put those those were your, atrocious. On your uh, lifted 2500. <laughs> if you're yeah. a real man. Right. Do it. Absolutely. Even though they're four bolt. Figure <laughs> it out. I love how quickly we just get into the weeds. <laughs> Almost as quick as Usain Bolt in his M3. <laughs> uh, I'm wearing socks, though. So. Right. And I, he could outrun me in 100 yards yeah. if I was running 40 yards. So Most likely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, all what right. do you do? We've got, some, uh, we've got some fun things coming down the pike then. We do have some fun things. It's taken us a minute to... Prepare them and get them lined up, but once they're there... Oh, we'll get them there. Yeah, it's going to be we'll get sweet. All right, dude. Yep. Until next week. Sounds good. We'll see you then. Later. Later.